What London Can Be is brought to you by London Community Foundation, an organization dedicated to improving communities across London and Middlesex County. Welcome to What London Can Be, the podcast where we navigate our shifting world, shine a light on the issues our city is facing, and explore the innovative Made in London solutions to critical challenges in our community. I'm Diane Silva, Director of Philanthropy at London Community Foundation. Today I'll be speaking with Joe Gensalves, coordinator of the Job Works and Patch programs at Hutton House Association for Adults with Disabilities. This year, Hutton House was granted a little over 230000 through LCF's Community Vitality Grant Program for their Cavendish Community Food Hub Project, a brand new accessible urban farm to be located in the Kensington Village area of London. Let's find out how this program will be impacting not only Hutton House's clients, but also other agencies in our community, while also contributing to the food security system in London. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm great, Diane. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on What London Can Be today. Oh, of course. We're happy to have you. And I'm looking forward to our discussion. So uh, for our listeners who don't know you, would you mind telling us a bit about yourself and your role with Hutton House? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Joe Gosfus. I'm a coordinator at Hutton House and I oversee a few programs, the Patch Urban Agriculture Program, our Job Works Employment Program and our self-employment initiative, Hutton House at the Market. Very nice. And um, and so in your role, you're working directly with your clients. Is that right? Yes, that is right. I um I, I always say it's it's clients first and foremost, and then there's a there's a clause at, at the end of most employment contracts that says other duties as required. <laughs> and so, and again, for our listeners who may not be familiar with Hutton House, what does Hutton House do in the community, and why is their work so important? Okay, um, Hutton House is a not-for-profit organization that supports people with disabilities and barriers through employment skills training, education, literacy, recreation and leisure, day respite, fitness, pottery, and now urban agriculture. Wow, interesting. And so this is where we're going and why we have you on the show today is because Hutton House received a grant, a community vitality grant of over a little over 230000 And this grant is to establish the Cavendish Community Food Hub Project. Now, before we get into the food hub itself, I understand that it's actually part of a larger project called Patch, which you mentioned earlier on in your intro. Um, What is the purpose and motivation for establishing the Patch Project? And if you could just describe to our listeners what this is all about. Of course. So we we naturally are very excited about the, the Patch Project. And Hutness has always been about people and community. We pride ourselves on meeting the needs of our participants and our community on a holistic level. We began the process of developing the patch program six years ago. We realized that our community needed to return to a model of self-reliance and community support, meaning we wanted to offer a program in a neighborhood that could work with us to offer food security training, transferable employment skills, and recreation and leisure all will be completely accessible for our participants. It was our gold offer program that people would grow their own food, learn transferable skills for employment and, and agriculture and apply these skills. That's excellent. And so um, I think what appealed to us too about this project is that in our LCF's Vital Signs report, it identified food security as a pressing concern in our community. 
And um, so how do you see this project feeding into the overall food security situation in London? Great question. Uh, We really see a need for people to strive for independence. you know, that's uh, the cornerstone of what Hutness is all about. And food security is all about independence. It's all about self-reliance. And to gain independence and self-reliance, you need the skills to do so. So we see the patch as, as an ability to offer individuals, whether it's in the backyard, whether it's in their balcony, we look to offer the skills so they can grow their own food where they can grow it. And that's that really is at the cornerstone of the patch. We see taking those those abilities to grow healthy food. We see those abilities transferring to, like I mentioned, employment skills. So again, offering that holistic provision to our participants. So Joe, so can you describe a little bit more in detail for our listeners what exactly the Tower Gardens may look like, how they operate, how do they function in this urban setting, and how does it link then to the Cavendish uh, Food Hub, which is the actual land and soil concept? Absolutely. The Tower Gardens are really, really neat uh, part of our project because they've allowed us to turn an office space that's in the core of the city into a farm. So they're um, very sustainable product. They, um, if I was to describe it, I would say that they have um, a basin that's filled with water with a pump in the bottom. So you would think the bottom, you could liken it to a pond almost with um, a silo that holds um, veggies um, in pods. So the the water comes up from the basin, goes to the top of the silo, and then mists down and helps the veggies grow. What was so neat about this was when when the project was started, being a COVID specific project, um, we were we had our I think our first participant come on site in in April, and um, of course it was very cold. And the project happened in, uh, like I mentioned, an an office in the core of the city. So we learned so much to help us prepare for the patch project because of this. We really saw um, something that was really interesting is we were so excited to grow vegetables, but we realized that this was something that either had to be reintroduced to people's diets or had never been introduced to people's diets. And we we saw the need increase. So we we had anticipated that, oh, fantastic, we're growing, we're gonna grow vegetables and people are gonna be ready to eat them. But they really, for a lot of the organizations that we were delivering them to, we saw a steady increase. And we the um the chefs and the cooks at those organizations really were very creative in finding ways to offer this healthy produce from our, our, our indoor office, urban farm, so. <laughs> okay, and I know that the project is already in use, right? So uh, without revealing any personal details or 
identifiable information. What stories can you share so far about the benefits of this program so far to your clients? Absolutely. Um, it's a great question. And actually, very recent um, uh, situation, great situation popped up that really gave me some time to pause. And uh, I was working on our our tower garden project that is, is part of the, the larger patch program. And a participant who has been working on this project since April um, led, led me through what her day is like. And I had my own uh, preconceived notions about the, the project and, and how, how it could be run, how it could benefit people. But the participant really took me through firsthand experience um we we took care of our tower gardens um we harvested and i really saw it from her point of view and, and where she had gained skills in independence um efficiency and also a, a huge uh level of um knowledge about healthy food so she really was my my teacher that day so it was it was really great to see how um the independence thrived and how she could take this and and move it in the direction that she needed to for her own needs. Yeah. So I, I want to take a step back because I want the listeners to have a deeper understanding of, uh, you know, before we get into, you know, really explaining this uh, program, what are the unique challenges faced by adults with disabilities in their day-to-day -day lives that may not be obvious to others? Because um, really what I'm trying to get at is the, you know, what is the aha or the, the, you know, the magic of this program and why it's so important um, and for people to understand why Hutton House is involved in this space. So I think that the challenges that, that we see that face our participants are, um, I think people have preconceived notions about strengths and abilities. And when we're out in the community, whether it's through our, our rec and leisure, whether it's through employment or even our volunteer programs, uh, when we're we're proposing partnerships to folks or organizations that haven't worked with us before, there's a preconceived notion about ability. And I think when we start to, to talk about abilities first with our participants, it changes that narrative. So it's really the, I think, the opportunity for education that um, first and foremost, our participants are looking for to, to be integrated like we all would like into the community. And I think with this project, um, we will see that people will have the opportunity to be even more independent, attain more skills, and that they will be able to be the teachers in the community. So I really think it's that that piece, that understanding piece, that's probably the biggest challenge. Yep, yep, no, that that's great. And, um, and now going back to Nathan's urban farm, um, you have these uh, tower gardens, right? Um, and how has that uh, impacted the work and, and, you know, the learning for your clients and all of that? If you could just shed, just share some stories about the uh, of course so tower the the tower gardens enabled us to provide four season programming for people so th this was always a stumbling block we wanted this program to be a year round project and we we felt that there was going to be 
uh, a minimum of a 25% loss of hands-on programming for the, the colder months, uh, traditional, traditional farming, if you will. And Nathan's uh, urban farm allowed us to have year-round programming. We, we started the program in um, early 2020. It was a, it was a COVID-specific program uh, that was funded through LCF. And um, it, it allowed us to actually to, to learn innovative farming, something that I don't really feel um, that there was, there's another organization offering in the city, uh, something like this, the hydroponic type tower gardens. It also helped us reach out to some of our community partners that didn't have um, access to healthy food. So it, it really has helped us be collaborative. It's helped us um, do a year-round program, like I mentioned, and to strengthen those partnerships in the community. So would you mind sharing who these partners are and where the food is going to, like which organizations, just so the audience understands? Absolutely. So um, the, the, the farm does deliveries weekly, and we are delivering to ANOVA, we're delivering to Youth Opportunities Unlimited. We're delivering to Urban Haven. And as well, we're delivering to um, Arcade. Wow. So this program that was born out of a necessity out of the pandemic has really had a ripple effect into the community, right? Like it's not only impacting the learning uh, for your clients, but also it's providing food to these organizations and giving them access to fresh food. I, I love that. Um, do you see these types of small urban farms making a larger impact on the community as they become more common? Um, where do you see this going? I absolutely do. I think it's it's such a great way for community building. And I, I hope that every neighborhood ends up having a small urban farm I, I really see it is a way for everybody to participate, everybody to learn from one another, and everybody to have access to uh, cost-effective healthy food. Mm -hmm. And so this urban farm setting, where exactly is this located right now? Uh, we're located in the Kensington Village neighborhood. Uh, in spe uh, specifically, we will be um, at Cavendish Park. There's a City of London storage yard where we will be inhabiting half of. <laughs> and uh, that neighborhood is located roughly at Riverside Drive and Forward Ave. Beautiful. And I love the fact that there's a partnership with the City of London in providing the land. So uh, that was quite strategic. We're very fortunate, I think, that we, you know, that Hudnos is in a city that is open to new ideas is, is opening is open to um, helping the citizens and, and building community. So I think we're very fortunate. Mm -hmm. And so I understand the Cavendish part of it, right, um, is going to be fully accessible. What goes into designing an accessible farm? You know, I, I think we're, when we when this concept came to us, we knew that we were looking at it through the lens of our participants. We knew that um, the the ability was there, so we had to make some slight accommodations. We we recommend um, slight accommodations to employers when they're hiring participants, and those 
those accommodations can be something as, as simple as a stool or a small ramp or or um, lowering um, where the products may sit. And, and with the farm, we felt that it was simple accommodations. We felt that we would be using raised beds. We would be using um, ramps and we would have uh, walkways and that uh, there would be the appropriate amount of accessible distance. So I think when somebody looks at the farm from the onset, they're going to be like, think it's it's a really beautiful space and, and it will be, but it will be completely accessible because it's designed with all people in mind. That's really nice. Um, and I'm excited to see it. So uh, with like what makes the Cavendish Food Hub a community food hub? Like, is anyone welcome to participate or is it limited to just the uh, those involved in the project? If you could explain so, that. That's a great question. So it is, as all Hut and House services are open to the community. So to be a participant of any Hut and House program, uh, you know, it would be an individual with who identifies as having a disability or a barrier. However, that's a very broad term and also we have a lot of volunteers we have um we have community partners uh through through uh donations or through time so really we see this neighborhood they're already doing this kensington village is a wonderful neighborhood and they're already doing this there's a wealth of uh, teachers in that neighborhood there's a wealth of individuals that could volunteer individuals that could benefit from the programs so we really see it as as being very cohesive very nice um and so you're saying then the food hub will be integrated into hutton house's own programming is that correct absolutely or absolutely okay okay um so uh, this has been very interesting. And so finally, I have to ask you, what do you think Lenin can be and how do you think we can get there? I, you know, I think about this a lot. I, um, I'm a cyclist in the city. So a cyclist, we don't go very fast around the city. And so you think about um, the, this concept, I think in pretty broad terms, and uh, I wrote down something, and and uh, I'll, I'll read it if I can. It's short. Yeah. Um, a city that works together as a community that meets the needs and challenges of our neighbors and thrives in our collective independence. So true. And this is a great example of that, right? Empowering people of all abilities uh, to make a difference in their community. Absolutely. We're so proud to be a part of this. You should be. (laughs) And we're excited and proud to support. And I hope others in the community will will check it out and feel inspired as well to see that it continues in our community. So thank you, Joe, for your time. I know you're a busy person and uh, I hope we can stay in touch and maybe reflect in a year from now to see how the Cavendish Food Hub has evolved and impacted the lives of many others. So there will be an invitation to the open house. Okay, great. Okay. (laughs) I will be there. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, Diane. Thank you for joining us for this episode of What London Can Be, 
Look for us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn how to subscribe to this podcast and for more information about today's guest, visit us at lcf.on.ca slash what London can be. If you like this podcast, tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You'll find links on our website. Thank you again for joining us.